Welcome back to another episode of the Ex-Experts Podcast, where we give you all kinds of information and tips on everything divorce. Why? We've lived it, so we get it. We're Jessica and TH. And today's guest is Macy DiCarlo. She is a licensed school psychologist, and she is going to speak to us about, and you about, her experience as a child of divorce and how she's turned that experience into a career for herself to pay it forward and help other kids as well as helping herself. So welcome, Macy. Thanks for being here. Hi. Hey, everyone. I'm really (laughs) excited to be here. Um, Yes, I'm a child of divorce and my experience has definitely shaped my career path in many ways. I'm currently a school psychologist in Maine and I'm originally from New Jersey. And I'm a middle child, so that's always something people like to know. (laughs) Start off, though, just to give a little perspective, right? Because, I mean, obviously, where people go and what their experience is really varies on somewhat their age. So how old were you when your parents got divorced? Because I think that's, like, why it was such a significant impact into, like, your career choice. Yeah, so I was definitely a little bit older. I was 17 years old when my parents had decided to separate. So I, you know, was pretty mature. I was about to go to college. I have was in a serious relationship myself. So I was definitely like aware of relationships and divorce and things like that. I've seen my friends' parents go through that. So it, but it was also really big shock for me too. So it was a, it was a life changing experience, but you know, it's ended up for the best. And if there was advice that you could give parents Um, about how it felt to be the kid because Jessica and I obviously are the moms and Mm -hmm. we try to do the best we can in communicating with our kids in a way that's delivered in a gentle way, but the process is still probably completely jolting no matter what words are said. But based on your experience, can, you know, and looking back, um, you know, is there any kind of information you can give us? Yeah, so definitely. I think every kid is obviously very different. I think even in your own family, if you have multiple children, each child is very different. So they're going to handle every situation very differently. I have two brothers and I can say that we all equally handled the divorce in completely different ways and in some ways the same. Um, I can get into like the nitty gritty of things that happened that really worked well for me and things that didn't really work well for me. So I don't know if you want me to do that. Yeah, I think that people will be able to take that from themselves. I mean, if you can also like while you're talking about it, if if you're talking about things that have to do with your brothers too, like how old were they? Because I think that that also might be relevant for people who are listening. Okay, so I'm the middle child. Like I said, I have an older brother who was probably 19 at the time and he was actually studying abroad. So he wasn't really home when everything had happened. And then my youngest brother is four years younger than me. So if you can do the math on that, he is about like 12, 13. So he, he probably took the brunt of it because like I said, I was going away to college. So he was home alone. Mm -hmm. My brother and I were, you know, away at school. So he was the one who really had to deal with the um, going between houses and communicating with our parents, the day-to-day structure of the divorce, which I think, you know, was, he could probably speak better on that, but it was hard Mm -hmm. for him. But um, one thing I'll start off by saying is I think the initial conversation that you have with your children, that first 
we're getting divorced talk, I strongly advise that parents do that together. I think not all the time is that possible. I think it can be really hard, especially mm -hmm. if it wasn't planned. But in right. my situation, it was, it didn't seem very planned or, and they didn't tell us together. And to me, it seemed like they weren't this united front. And looking back, I think for most kids who go through divorce, you, this is like a life changing moment. This is like the moment you probably will never forget for the rest of your life. You'll always go back and think about that. Mm -hmm. And I, remember that experience being a little traumatizing because it was very emotional. It was very shocking. And you're only hearing one side of the parent's story. So I right. think for parents moving forward, if you can, if there's a possibility that you and your ex-spouse can speak to the children together, you should definitely try to do that. And maybe, a, you know, it. I mean, I know that I did that with my ex-husband. We went to someone to figure out mm -hmm. what exactly to say. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work out exactly as planned. I'm sure it doesn't. And having it having it rehearsed, I think, made us feel a little bit more comfortable in the delivery, so right. that it maybe wasn't going to be as jarring. So I think that that's definitely that's really a good point. Even if it's contentious, just try to suck the, it up. The, it's about the unity of you guys being together and saying mm -hmm. it like, "Look, this is a decision that we both made." for our family, I think mm -hmm. is really strong and really powerful. And yeah. maybe in the moment it won't feel that way, but I think when I look back, I wish that my experience was different in that regard. Yeah. Um, and I also think that something that I think parents should know just because of my work with kids, mm -hmm. I think it's okay that parents get choked up, they can get upset, they can feel emotional in these conversations. I think kids always look up to their parents as these superhero figures and that they're invincible. But I really truly think that dehumanizing them and, you know, you're a human, you're, this is a really sad event in your life and it's okay for a parent to say, you know, I'm getting really upset right now. Um, this is really upsetting for me and your father or your, you know, vice versa. And it's mm -hmm. okay to label those emotions and express those emotions, emotions to your children. You know, they need to know that, wait, you guys are upset too, right? Like, Right. I think especially for the age of the child, if you're dealing with little, little kids, they might not understand what the hell you're talking about. You know, they're like, what right. is the divorce? What do you mean? So right. I think that it's it's really important to show emotion, obviously, like a controlled emotion. If you're feeling mm -hmm. out of control, you feel like you can't reel it back in. Take a break. You, this is, needs to be an ongoing conversation. Right. Macy what, based on your experience now working with kids and having conversations with kids who are going through this, you know, as you called it, trauma of their own in their own homes, what can you tell parents? Um, are there, let me rephrase, are there any absolute do say this, don't say this? Based mm -hmm. on the feedback that you get from kids, are there like certain things that over and over again kids? wish they hadn't heard or that kids are like, I wish they had said this. Yeah, I think that a lot of my personal experience and working with kids who their parents are getting divorced, kids feel like it's part of their fault, that they had done something wrong. And obviously, that might not be the case. So parents are like, no, no, it's not you. It's not you. It's us. We don't work out, blah, blah, blah. But I really think it's so important for parents to validate their children's feelings and say that, I see that you're upset. It's okay that you're upset. Like we're gonna get through this together. 
I'm upset. Dad's really like, he's crying. Like we're all going through this and we're going to do it together. So to validate and to normalize all of those feelings is really important and always, yeah, express that it's not your fault, but you know, this is something that we decided and this is how we're going to move forward. But I, I didn't always feel that I, my feelings were validated. I'm also a very sensitive person. So for me, as a, when I, all of this happened to me, I felt like I heard a lot from people, sometimes from my parents, like everyone gets divorced, you're gonna get through it, it's fine. And I hated hearing that. And for some reason I hear people say that still and it's like, okay, yeah, divorce is common, people split up all the time, but your pain is your pain and you're allowed to feel upset. And I think mm -hmm. even the parents who are going through the divorce need to know that too. Like it's not, yes, it is common and happens to a lot of couples, but it's specific to you and you're allowed to be upset and feel that pain and we should all validate those feelings. So I think parents need to do that for their children, not just say like, you know, this it happens, people do this, like that's not productive. It needs to right. be validated. It sounds like what you're also saying is, um, back to what you said originally, that every child is different, even if you're in the same family. So yes. if you are particularly sensitive, the message might have to be adjusted each child. I mean, you have your initial conversation, but then, you know, if your parents sat with you alone and then with each of your brothers alone, like you said, an on in conversation, you're in different places in your life, socially yeah. and everything. And um, I remember that my oldest daughter didn't have any friends whose parents were divorced. Mm -hmm. And so she was a little bit lost. And, um, I mean, I had Jessica, but that's <laughs> all I had to <laughs> I mean, that was it. Fortunately, we had each other. So I think that having a good support system yeah. for the parents and also making sure that you really talk through the initial message differently for each child, like you were saying. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't, I, I think that's a great idea. Parents, yeah, maybe. It's, a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of planning to, a lot to of tell talking. the kids. Um, just so you know the other side of it, but I'm really glad that you're representing the child side of it mm -hmm. because we only go in knowing what we think. And right. then, you know, my daughter felt like I was pushing her into therapy and I was pushing her into this and that only because I was scrambling to figure out what the hell what do I should do? I do. Right. Mm -hmm. And she was thinking, she doesn't really know me that well. because I'm not going to talk to somebody right now, yeah. you know, so just it's it's definitely a process. But yeah, um, to say more about that, I think parents will always kind of like force their kids. Let's go to therapy. This is this is a huge deal. You need to talk to someone. And I think your daughter also experienced this as well, that you the child kind of feels like something's wrong with them that i did something wrong that i have to go to therapy and right i think in time you're hopefully if you're promoting positive self-care and going to therapy yourself that your children will learn from your behaviors mm -hmm. and be like oh you know mm -hmm. this is it's normal it's okay to go to therapy right. to seek help to have counseling and eventually your child may want to go and you should totally promote that and i think that's really what happened to me too my mom was like you should go you should go and I went and I was like, I don't feel, I don't know what to say yet. I need to like really process and reflect on what just happened. So mm -hmm. I didn't go to therapy until later in life and and here we are. So it all worked out. So that's actually, I think, a really good and, and potentially challenging issue for parents because mm -hmm. I think 
there are a lot of parents who kind of just assume when something like this is happening that the kids do need an outlet, that they do need someone to talk to. And I think it's there are probably a lot of people out there that sort of push their kids into going to therapy. I totally understand the value of kind of giving kids that choice, depending on how old they are. I don't know that, you know, when you have a kid that's five or six years old, that they know enough to be able to process it on their own. Maybe Mm -hmm. get therapy. Maybe you don't. My joke and the thing that I always say to people is like, I'll never know how fucked up my kids are until they're way older, you know, because they seem well adjusted now. They seem to have gotten through it all okay. Right. But would you say, and I know every kid is different, but would you say and recommend to parents that they put their kids in therapy when they're getting divorced or do you think there's like an age cutoff at which if they're younger than this, then they should have therapy because they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. What, what's your opinion? On well, that? What about, wait, I'm let me just thinking. add to that question quickly. Um, because I know my daughter wasn't going to go and I wasn't going with my ex-husband with my kids, mm-hmm. but maybe if I said, me and my kids, let's all go and have someone help us work through this and knowing what you know now in your professional career to kind of help mediate and, and, and uh, you know, help manage that conversation so that the kids, you know, are almost like given a little carrot to be able to, you know, get to their feelings a little better? Or do you think you just shouldn't push it? I have, I'm thinking of two things right now. I'm thinking that kids, like we said, kids are all different, right? You know your child better than anyone. I think it kind of boils down a little bit to resilience. I think some kids are a little bit more resilient than other kids. I think some kids Mm -hmm. just totally shut down. And if you have one of those children, then yeah, I think pushing therapy a little bit more or you yourself trying to push that conversation, really talk about your their feelings. What are you feeling today? All the time, constantly checking in. If that's your child, then I think that's really important. If you have a child that's maybe a little bit more resilient, can bounce back quickly, isn't easily bothered. Um, I feel like resilient isn't really the word, but sometimes I, I'm one of those kids that takes it takes me a really long time to get over something. Like some kids quickly can heal and move on and all right, whatever that happened and put it in the past. Like I'm a type of kid who took me a long time to like get over something. I keep grudges. Like if that's your kid, then maybe you want to bring them to therapy. I also want to say that if your child is in any type of special education in school or in a public school at all, there are services in the school that are for free that you are, your your child is entitled to. So if Maybe your child, I've talked to a lot of kids and maybe a student who had a specific learning disability, who knows? And the parent called me and was like, hey, we're, we're getting divorced. Do you mind doing counseling? Add it to the IEP. And unrelated to her specific learning disability, I was able to provide her free counseling oh, and help fantastic. her talk about, talk about the divorce. And it was, you know, for 15 minutes once a week, but someone in the school is looking out for your child. Even if your child doesn't have special education or an IEP, there's a school counselors, there's guidance counselors, there's people that can keep an eye out for your child discreetly and check in with them once in a while. And I think that's really important. And I think parents yeah. are sometimes a little nervous about that. 
And if you do it in a just, you know, say, look, we're going through this in our family. Can you keep an eye out for my child? Whoever that person is that, you know, if it's the guidance counselor, they, it's part of their job. If it's a social worker, if it's a school psychologist, there's a lot of people in the building who are able to provide those services. So definitely look into that too, as parents. I think that's, I think most parents probably don't even realize that, especially no, if their kid don't. does not have an IEP. Right. Because IEP, I mean, I know that I made it my business to know right. everything that my kid could get, but I, I definitely didn't know that that could cross over. So that's, yeah, that's really great is, information. It's a service. Yeah. It's definitely a service that needs to be utilized. And um, oh, I forgot my train of thought, but go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. I'm just curious, like, you know, sort of as an overall kind of a thing, we've covered a lot of ground, but are there maybe two or three specific tips, um, almost kind of best practices, so to speak, that you would say to kids, to parents, like, these are the best ways that you can support your kid during this, you know, time? I think the first one is like such a no brainer. It's the communication piece. It's, yeah, we have this initial conversation where we talk about the divorce. And I feel like some families just stop the conversation there. And it just needs to be ongoing. It needs to happen mm -hmm. all the time. And it's frustrating. And it's a pain in the butt. And your kid might think you're annoying. You might even feel annoying. But Never. it needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And it just the check-in. What's going on? Have, have you thought about this today? Especially if you have a younger child. They're they might not have the words to express how they're feeling yet. They might be like four or five years old. They don't really know what's happening and they need to talk about these things. And so that's going to take years to happen. You know, this mm. is not a one and done conversation. It's, you know, these are your children. You love them. You want to make sure that they're okay in 25 years that they're not, you know, messed up from this. And I truly don't believe if you're communicating with your child that they're going to be messed up, they're going to be okay. But if, as long as they know that you're there to talk to them, that's like key. And mm -hmm. I don't think, I think parents are scared to talk about it sometimes. And I, you know, I don't, I don't blame them. You know, it's a really shitty thing that's happened in their lives and they don't want to talk about it all the time. I, you know, I can tell my parents don't want to talk about it all the time, but mm -hmm. we all have questions and they need to be answered. So just being that open person. And if you're like, look, right now is not the time. I can't talk to you about this right now. And then set a time to speak with your child about whatever questions they may have. And mm -hmm. also, if there's someone in your family who maybe you have a brother, a, a cousin who's went through divorce and is close to your children, I think that person talking some outside of the immediate family or like outside of your, you know, yep. close knit group, like having that person talk to your child about it is mm -hmm. a great idea because there's that unbiased source who can be like, look, your parents love you. And they can answer questions based on their experience. And right. I think that's, that was really helpful to me is leaning on those outside support groups, mm -hmm. just family, you know, family, friends. So, right. That's so it's really not that all, all that different, Jess, when you think about it, you know, us being divorced and what we needed, we needed a support group. We needed to, what happened? Oh, sorry. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> We needed a Sprite. We needed a village. Right. But we, yeah. didn't, and we didn't have one. So that's why we're doing this. But we aren't the only ones who need a village here. The kids need a village. Right. Right. And um, so I think what Macy's saying is so right. Like 
it's almost like when my kid gets upset, it gets me upset. Or if I get angry and my kid's upset, Mm -hmm. my kid is probably 10 times more upset than I am. Right. Because they can't communicate it. So, you know, if you think about it that way, what Macy's saying, it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, we're looking out for community, for support, communication, resources, education. You have to give all that to your child, too. Exactly. And yeah. it's okay to tell your kids, you know what? I don't really have the answer, but I can hug you and yep. I can listen. And you don't have to have all the answers to be able to do those things. Definitely. So, well, and I, I can't stress the the um, importance of self-care for parents. Like your kids are watching you constantly, especially through the divorce. They are looking at every little thing. They're trying to understand what the heck's going on. They are observing everything you do and practicing self-care. It's okay to have a breakdown, but get a therapist, talk to someone about your feelings because your children are going to learn from those behaviors. It's so important. So that. I have like a whole nother place to go. We're going to have to have you back because I want to talk about when you're talking about how kids are watching everything you're doing. Like, I feel like your perspective on parents going out and starting to date again and all of the things oh, yeah. that you're watching, like there's so much more conversation to be had. <laughs> yep. uh, but all this information was so great. And so uh, I, I know you're a school psychologist, but if there are people out there who want to benefit more from the advice and the information that you have, where can they go and follow you and find it? They can follow me on Instagram at day by day psychology, day by day psychology. Um, it's an account about mental health awareness, self-care, self-love. So you can give me a follow. And, and I follow. So it's really not just for kids anyway, even though she has lots of tips. It's good for, for us too. So Yeah. It's like my personal diary. I like to share my, my feelings on there. For everyone out there listening, if you know anyone at all that would benefit from what we talked about today, please share this episode and everything X-Experts. Be sure and click to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please follow us on social media at X-Experts, that's E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening.